Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, raw feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business, and we're friends, like my friend, Dr. Andy. You don't let no, people hello. feed kibble, do you? I try my best. Because we big... should never feed kibble, right? I, you know what, I, uh, I, I had a vet say that a dog went septic, eating raw. Yes. And so I asked the pet parents. I said, "Listen here, can you get us that study? Because we would love to see it. We would love to right. see the study that says, you know." One, if you make if you make this statement, a dog went septic eating raw, then I would like to know all of the steps that you took, documented steps that you took to really determine that that is what happened. Now, if you're going to say dogs go septic, I was talking with Dr. Cowan yesterday, and he said, here's what you would do. First of all, he laughed hysterically, but then he said, um... So you would have to have two control groups of dogs, right? A, a group of dogs, about 20, eating kibble, and a group of dogs on raw. And um, feed them these uh, different foods for six months. And then let's take a look at the dogs at that time. And he goes, and even then there's other things, other factors that come in. He said, but that would be a real interesting study. And he said, and I guarantee there's not one out there. Right. And even if like the asking those pet parents to get that information for you, maybe it is just a case study that one particular vet wrote up and wrote all the details of this dog and all the complicating factors and everything. Like, you know, okay, but does it even exist? Or is it just Rumorville? Yeah. And, and let me ask you this. Does it make sense, Dr. Andy, that you can get mad at me? For wanting that study. No. Why would I mean, who got mad at you? Well, that's what happens. I mean, they're like, well, my vet said it is true. And I'm like, and Dr. Anthony Fauci said a lot of stuff as well. <laughs> People say a lot of things. They I say have, I have changed a lot of what I've said over the years because new information has shown up, right? But right. and I even tell my clients, don't believe me. Go go ask. Go, go do your own research. Go educate yourself. Go find out what works for you. Absolutely. Right? So it, it just, it it baffles me that they are able to just say things that have no backing behind it. No research, no study, nothing. It baffles me. I got a call from... A veterinarian in the area just the other day because I said something to one uh, of our oh. client. I know clients in common, and he wanted to know what study I was reading and if he was missing something. And I'm like, no, it's just been 20 years of clinical experience and what I've seen with clients. 
And I told him that I told my client this too, but you know, it's kind of like the telephone game with clients, <laughs> you know, they hear what they hear. They say, you know, anyway. Um, and I, he was asking about milk thistle because I'm not a big proponent of just going on milk thistle to support the liver and being done with it as that's how we tend to use supplements in this reality, which is just the same as we use prescription drugs. Here's your pill. This will fix it. Just don't do anything different than that. And the body is so innately lazy that if you do that, the body will stop doing its thing. It'll stop working on those liver enzymes and it will completely rely on the supplement in this case, milk thistle, right? And so I also told him, I go, I would, yeah, I would do a round of it, do a bottle of it, go off of it, see what the body chooses to do. Did, did the detox enough that the body's like kicked back in and can handle whatever it was having trouble with. What else did is going to say this in a second? What else is the dog on? Mm-hmm. Was there vaccines done? Is there a heartworm going in? Is there flea and tick? What else, what other prescription drugs are taxing that liver? And then, and I go, and then if you want to do another round of it, you pick a different brand. And that seemed to blow his mind. Uh-oh. He's like, well, they're all the same. Uh-oh. What? Uh-huh. I'm like, no, they're all grown in different places. They're all harvested in different places. They're all using or not using different pesticides on these plants. There's other fillers that go in, flow agents that go in. Uh, uh, no, every single brand's going to be very, very different. Um, and so I also rotate that. So, So it's just clinical experience with clients. That's all I told him. I don't have a study for him to read. I'm afraid. Um, Cause no one's doing those studies. There's no money in how long should a dog be on milk thistle? There's no studies in that. There's no money in that. Who's going to make money. Um, but I, the, every brand is very different and you, and you want to rotate. Um, and then you'll find some brands that work better for your animal than others. And, but still rotate pulse it in, take it away. Let's get the body doing what it's supposed to be doing. And then you need to look at diet and what other things are stressing that liver. What are you cleaning your house with? What we've talked about this, what grass are you walking on in the spring? What pharmaceutical drugs are you also using? All of that has to be, has to go through the liver. I bet you didn't ask him though, in this, and maybe, you know, with this patient, were there toxins that were being administered, flea and tick, heartworm, that sort of thing? I mean, or are we just trying to give those and then bring the liver enzymes down through a milk thistle? I don't, I'm I'm trying to remember what even, why we even did blood work. I think it was just a senior panel. Um, don't think mom uses any of that stuff with her. She is raw fed. I do know that. Um, but I think it was, ah, don't quote me on that. I think it was only one liver enzyme and it was right after mom was gone for like six weeks and she was staying with other people. So there's, yeah, there's all these other factors with blood work. You could get an outlier just randomly because that happened to be the sample that day, folks. Right. And and I, I did a podcast a long, 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 long time ago called blood work is not your animal. It's not, it's an indication. What else is going on that could do this? And you just want to wait 
three months and retest if you only have one level that's off a little bit, like, and not do anything and let the body handle it. You know, there's so much you can do with that. Um, but the blood work is not your animal. Yeah. You know, uh, the, one of the things that came up in, in the session with Dr. Cowan was this, and you can ask questions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I did ask this septic question, which if a dog goes septic or a person goes septic, this is a blood bacterial problem. Yes. Okay. That's what it is. All right. So this woman asked this question. She said, what do I do about heavy metals? Uh, in my body, I did a blood. I don't. Yes, she did a blood test, um, and they told her that her brain fog was related to a high level of lead mm-hmm. in her in her blood. Mm-hmm. And Doctor Cowan said, "Well, how do they really know this? How yeah. do they really know that that's what's contributing to brain fog?" And he went on to explain that if we do not have the minerals in our body that are charged, because all the minerals have a charge to them with calcium, phosphorus, manganese, magnesium, all those type of things. He said, if you don't have enough of those, the body will pick up heavy metals because they have a charge. He said, the problem is they, you know, they have other repercussions, but he said, really what you would want to do in this situation is make sure that you're, you have the right minerals in your body, that you're not low on minerals, right? So everything that he does is so, it, it makes so much sense to me. It helps to be in that course be, or uh, be a part of his community because it helps you think differently, mm-hmm. right? Um, he was, you know, even talking about MS and, it, it, you know, it, the, the, the nerves, right? So the nerves, the nerves have this conduit inside of it. And then the outside of a nerve is like a fatty sheath, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like fat, fat, mm-hmm. it's fat and fat soluble. And then it gets these slices in it. And so he was talking about that, about having the right fats in your diet and making sure that you have fat in your diet. And what's the right fats, Didi? Yeah. Uh, animal fats. Thank and you. he, and he was talking, he, he, and he also said, you know, clean ghee. He said, ghee, yes, lard, mm-hmm. uh, grass fed butter. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, now here's the problem. If you think that you don't have enough lard and you eat a bucket load of lard, then you have diarrhea. It doesn't mean that the lard's bad. It means you ate too much lard. Yes. Cause the body will have trouble digesting that fat. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, he just, he comes at things, things from a different way where he's like, it's the theory that we have that Dr. Jason has that you have, you support the body in a healthy way and it will begin to level out. But what you just said, it is pointing to something that's out of whack with the body. And if we just address that one liver enzyme with milk thistle, then we don't address the issue. Right. It can be a part of support, but we have to look a little further. That's why I always say if your pet cannot eat a raw diet, then something is going on. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like I had someone contact me yesterday and they were asking me about the bone in the beef blend and it looked really weird. And they, they said, well, it's coming out, you know, uh, in the poop. And Mm -hmm. cause I was like, well, did, did, 
because they sent me a picture and I said, did your dog leave these bones in the bowl or what's going on? Well, no, he pooped it out. And I, and, and I, something wasn't right about it. So I kept questioning, well, what she's doing is she slow cooking the food. And I said, don't slow cook, don't cook anything that has bones in it. No, 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 no. And, and, and she said, well, I'm slow cooking it. So it doesn't lose its nutrients. And I said, well, that doesn't really work that way. And you can't cook bones in there. Now, I was competing with an animal communicator, though, that had talked to the dog and the dog said they didn't like raw. Now, what my question was, or the the dog liked cooked better Mm -hmm. than raw. Because he's having trouble digesting the raw, which still needs to be addressed. Right. But I also wanted to say, well, are we dealing with a, a a child dog or an adult dog? Because, you know, children, they will say, I really just want cake all day long. I really Absolutely. just, I, I want cake. All, but it doesn't mean it's good for them. So, you know, I, 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 I'm not sure how you work with I, that. I think they, some dogs, and we've talked about this in the seniors going to the, the lightly cooked, making it easier to digest product. And if dogs don't like raw, I don't think they have enough stomach acid to digest it. I think it is upsetting to them. So yes, the cooked is easier. We still need to address that issue because just changing the food to slow cooked or whatever, don't cook the bones, um, isn't going to address the fact that we don't have enough acid to digest raw. And where does that come from? Who knows? Like we can go back to vaccinations, what else they're taking, what's their age, what is their parents like, blah, blah, blah. I mean, who knows? But we can supplement that for a while and we can get that acid really working in the stomach and then the raw should be digestible and they should be happy and they should like it. But I don't get why cooked food is going to be more digestible than a raw. Cause it's broken down and there's not enough. There's the, the nutrients are easier. The min- half the minerals are gone. Like it's just easier. It's partially digested already. Sort of like kind of, you know, in quotes. <laughs> Right. That's why all that that hydrolyzed crap that's out there actually handles the symptoms of the dogs because it is it's partially digested. So the body doesn't have to work that hard because the body doesn't have enough acid to do it. Okay, well, then give me the give me the lowdown on kibble. Why? Why? Give me a good I need a good answer on this. Why Mm -hmm. is that that people will say. My dog doesn't regurgitate kibble. Now, I get it from from one standpoint that they don't have the acid to break down Mm -hmm. the raw meat and their digestive enzymes probably aren't there at the moment when they first transition but why would somebody say my dog doesn't have issues on fruit loops and captain crunch but they do have issues on raw what, what's there's so much to digest and the body doesn't have all those enzymes, minerals, um, pepsinogen, the hydrochloric acid. I can, I can contest for myself. My stomach doesn't bloat if I eat Oreos, but give me, um, a potato, a sweet potato with grass fed butter on it. And I'm dying the rest of the day. I can't that there's too much fiber. There's too much work for the body to do. I need to do work on myself to be able to digest that Oreo. There's nothing in there. There's nothing that the body needs to use. It just kind of slides right through. That's a really good analogy. That's a really good analogy because 
you would think then that you could just live on Oreos. Yes. Cheetos don't bother me either, but I haven't had an Oreo or a Cheeto in years, people, but, (laughs) but it used to make me angry. Why can I eat Cheetos and Oreos and not have, you know, GI distress, but you give me real food and I'm dying. Yeah. And it's gotten better over the years. And I've had to make a, make a point of really working on that. But that's what I think happens with these dogs. They can eat the processed food because there's nothing much in there. I didn't feel good on Oreos and Cheetos, but my stomach didn't bother me. Right. Right. And so it's been a struggle for myself. And that's kind of how I see it with the dogs with these more processed food. Oh, yeah. That just slides right through. That's (laughs) why we have the sloppy poops. Yes, big bolus, sloppy. They don't, the body's not using any of this. So it's pulling resources from the body, right? It's pulling calcium out of the bones. It's pulling protein out of the muscles. That's why kibble fed dogs have this big bloated belly and no muscle on their legs and their hair is disgusting and they shed all over my table and they have a smell. Yeah, they do. (laughs) But they're not puking and they may or may not have any poop issues. But the rest of their systems are not great, people. So how do we help? And, and most of the people that listen to this podcast are already going to be yes, they a are. raw feeder. You've got okay? great listeners. Yes. Yeah. But they know people that are feeding kibble who will say, my dog's fine on kibble. Mm-hmm. But you can look at the body, Okay. You look at the body and they're probably on some eardrops and they probably got their Mm -hmm. allergy medicine and they've got their itchies and they've got their different type of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Um, This, this would be a good way to, to help them explain why kibbles, regardless that the dog likes it, regardless Mm -hmm. that it, it doesn't, you know, regurgitate sometimes right and and you know really that's typically just in the beginning and it freaks some pet parents out right or they'll say well my dog stopped eating now i i get it and i do believe and i think the pet parents are telling the truth that the dog will stop eating certain blends right in and again I see that some pet parents just feed the same thing over and over and over and over again. And if you slide something else in there, uh, they're going to jazz back up. Uh, my dogs don't get the chance to eat the same thing. Yeah, mine don't either. Right. So like th- this last time I did lamb, our lamb is a little higher. Uh, well, it's a lot higher in the bone content. So I'll take lamb and then I mix in organs uh, mm-hmm. with that. Um, so like they got duck and lamb going right now, duck, lamb, and organs. Oh, I I meant to ask you, I wanted when it's some of your higher bone blends, because I have a lot of, um, axis meat here and a lot of wild boar that they've been getting from my husband's hunting and there's no bone in that. So hence the, the feet, the necks, the heads. Yeah. That's Um, all great. You should do a video when you get your food. Did you get your food? Yes, I did. Thank you. Okay, good. Yes. Um, You got your home delivery. Okay. Because I forgot to take it to you. Um, so I will tell you when I do that again. <laughs> I was like, ah, forgot Andy stuff. Thank goodness that we have a really great home delivery service. Yes, here, you do. Here They're in fabulous. Colorado. And um, so, yeah, you can take, if you're hunting, 
like Sean does, your husband, mm-hmm. and you want to add bone, what all did you get in that order? I got duck heads because that is my big's absolute favorite. And I love telling pet parents about them because they're so gross. The tongue hangs out. There's eyeballs, there's beaks, <laughs> there's brains in there. But that is my, their absolute favorite. I do a lot of duck necks. I have some duck feet. I have some bones they're going to chew on this week, sometime this week. I think that's what I got. Know what I yeah. Got? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can do that. It's real easy, guys. Um, and Andy, you're not trying to calculate your calcium to phosphorus ratio every time you do that, are you? No, no. <laughs> I just throw it together. And the littles don't can't chew on any of that. So they get the better bones from floor leaf rover. You know what? Have you ever tried to cut the duck heads? I have not. You could do that. Now, just okay. you got to have, um, we cut them up for Asta, right? Okay. So they're- What do you cut them with? shears oh, just because okay. i sent kitchen. my husband out to the bandsaw quite a bit for stuff too oh <laughs> bully sticks are... and other things and frozen oh chubs gosh. sometimes if we need to or whatever oh yeah <laughs> people are asking me all the, can we cut these bully sticks and i'm like well you'd have to have a bandsaw you have to have a bandsaw that's yeah. all yeah but you can take those duck heads and cut the beaks off oh, and yeah. feed those to your littles okay just a thought i'm on it See if they can do that Um, Mm -hmm. or cut the, you know, just cut the head in half. I know it Mm -hmm. sounds gross beeps, but they're already dead. We're honoring the animal by feeding the whole thing. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't. It's so funny, right? What you don't think of until somebody says it and they're like, oh yeah, I could do that. (laughs) Yeah. We, you know, and Asa's a big German, but um, you know, some of her teeth are worn down now at almost 15. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and she just she's getting where she's like yeah i'm not gonna work that hard yeah right so we cut up the fish a lot of people want to know how do you feed fish well okay they're gonna come in the box in a bag frozen together they are and and that really bothers some people but here's a real simple solution you take that bag and you smash it on the ground like a bag of ice and they break apart and then you reach in there and you pull out, I don't know, if your dog eats 10 ounces a day or 10 ounces a meal, then I pull out a handful of fish and I weigh it out. Maybe it weighs 10, maybe it weighs 12. I put that under uh, hot water and let it sit there for 10 minutes, bring it out and feed. Now, if you have an old dog that likes things cut up, I cut off the tail and chop it up with a, with the kitchen shears. And you know what, Andy, it's really weird for these 23 plus years, I've been using my hands without gloves. Yeah, you don't glove up. (laughs) And I have not gone septic. I'm just saying. Oh, I didn't know that's what, I don't worry. I don't care about that. I just don't want to smell tripe on my hands all day. That's why I glove up. Oh, I don't care about the... I don't care about the texture or the, or the whatever's in it. That's not a problem. It's, I don't want to smell tripe all day on my hands. So I, I wear one glove. I'm a one glover. (laughs) One glover. (laughs) You're like Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. That's what I look like in my purple robe and my one black glove. And we're, uh, you know, moving meat around. So what do you, what do you just take a handful of tripe and put it in the bowl Mm -hmm. with your gloved up hand? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Not a spoon doesn't work. 
not well. It flops <laughs> off and then you got to clean it up. You know, you can just grab it with that glove. Yeah, there's all different ways to do it, guys. It's real simple. It's yeah. real and simple. And then wash your hands, folks. That's it. You're right, right, right. <laughs> Even the fish. I mean, look, the fish, Walk, you can still smell right. the fish on your hands, right? Yeah. But my point is this whole fear about bacteria. Yeah. I guarantee you all of these feeders that have been feeding for umpteen years would have gotten sick by now. Yeah. And the dogs, they have more acid in their gut than we do. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, yeah, just I, I'm just saying, and I really believe that if someone is going to make a statement that is a dog died because they ate raw. I can't touch your dog and uh, do an examination because they eat raw. Make them explain that. Make them prove that. Make them take point A to point B and really prove that out because it's not right. No. Not that we care about what's right in this world today. I'm just saying. It doesn't, it, it, yes. You ask them how that would even work. Cause we've talked about this, right? Into yeah. the mouth, into the, into the digestive system is still in those tubes outside the body. Technically the body breaks everything down, handles whatever bacteria, parasites, viruses, everything that comes in with it. Cause folks, all of our food has all that too. <laughs> and the body handles it. Um, so by the, how are they going? How do they get it? It's not coming back out the skin. Because the body's utilizing it all, breaking it down to the components it can use and fueling body processes. And then you have poop. And in an exam, okay, maybe you don't want to handle the poop, but nobody wants to handle poop. Don't handle poop, right? Um, But in a regular exam, I don't know. I I would love an explanation from somebody when they, and I've heard of vets refusing to see an animal. It is it that they think, all right, the it's going in the digestive tract, they are breaking down the food, and then that food that's gone through the acid, gone through the entire digestive system, is now being dispersed into the blood? Is that how we're I, but getting... Then, but that's what, I don't know. I don't know what they're <laughs> thinking. Because <laughs> at that point, it is components. It's your calcium, it's your phosphorus, it's your, this mineral, it's, it's this, you know, this digestive enzyme is breaking that down. Like, I don't even know how it would come back out in a form that can be problematic. So people go septic typically in the hospital or get uh, Mm -hmm. sepsis from Mm -hmm. a dirty instrument. Mm -hmm. Okay. From, from bacteria that has gathered on something that they have put in the body, mm-hmm. not in the digestive tract, in the body, like in the body. Well, um, like on the knee or a hip. Cat, cat bite, cat scratch, because there's bacteria in the world and that goes into the body through the skin. You got to keep an eye on that. Um, right. Seniors will become septic from UTIs. Many, many reasons. That's people more than animals. Um, so yeah, you have to already have an infection and an already very compromised immune system. And then it just spreads because the body can't handle it. Yeah. yeah. I, I I would love to have Dr. Cowan on again. I 
You yes. you guys have really got to start listening to to him um because he will make you think and you're like, "Well, wait a minute. That makes way way more sense than this other way I've been thinking for a very long time." And he's and he um he's just all about proving it. He's like, "Well, prove it." You know, I've already proved that that doesn't work. And so if you can prove to me that it does work or that's the way it is, then I'll retract what I say. That hasn't happened so far. Thomas Cowan, C-O-W-A-N, he's one. And he does a lot of great interviews, uh, Thomas Cowan and Friends. And there's just a lot of information. You know, they were talking about the spike protein in in mm-hmm. one of his uh interviews and they were just saying there's no way th- that the spike protein was causing the issues that people were saying they were and it was a pretty interesting um pretty interesting because he was playing a part from Dell Big Tree and Ryan Cole now what what makes it so difficult is that we love all these people right Dr. Sherry Timpenny, Ryan Cole but he's calling out, he didn't, it, he's like, look, if, if your slogan is, um, we just want to get to the truth. He's like, well, let's get to the truth. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's very good. I know that you got to go. You got to see patients. So um, make sure that you get over to Dr. Andy's site. It's animalmagiccare.com, animalmagiccare.com. It's got that really cute. Sabrina the witch at the top. No, I don't know. It's Dr. <laughs> her name Andy, is now Sabrina. Okay. I don't know what her. She's very cute. It's your she logo. Cute. Yeah, she's we have a whole cute. new, whole new look. Yeah, whole new look, whole new feel. Uh, you are back doing your lives on Tuesdays, right? Mostly Tuesdays. Yeah. <laughs> okay, mostly Tuesdays. You well, know, it'll be Tuesdays. Happen. I'm not. I, yeah, yes, Tuesday lives. YouTube animal. It's now Animal Magic Care. We're tightening up all the branding so you can find me easier. Um, I hopped on early this last Tuesday and talked about um, a pet pet health journal. Write this mm. stuff down, folks, because you will not remember. When did things start? What happened this day? How was your pet feeling here? I added this in. Write it down because we yeah. do not remember things very well. Right. Right. Uh, that's a very good idea. And get on Dr. Andy's email list. It's a really good list. This last week, you talked about the nervous system. It was the mm-hmm. nervous system 101 and how that relates in chiropractic. Because you said that, I mean, everything you do affects the nervous system. Everything. Yes. Everything. Yes. And if our nervous system is not good, mm-hmm. uh, we malfunction. Yes. If it's not firing on all cylinders, That is why you go in and get adjusted, even if you don't see a problem a handful of times a year. Yeah, that's why. I mean, I don't think that people, humans that go get adjusted, just get adjusted because there's something wrong with them. They get adjusted so there's nothing going to happen to them. Right. And, And then if something does happen, that injury will heal faster if you've had regular care in the in the in the forefront. For animals and people. Good stuff. Good stuff. Get over and see Dr. Andy at animalmagiccare.com. Get your dog in a species appropriate diet. Don't be afraid of real food. Okay. As Neely says, it's not meth. 
not math. It's not <laughs> I math. I forgot she said that. That's hysterical. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, so don't be afraid of it. Uh, we can help you. Dr. Andy can help you. Just get your dog on good nutrition so that they can be with you on this earth longer. All right. Get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. I'll see you next week, Dr. Andy. Sounds good. All righty. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.